0: Hi y'all, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, regardless of the time you happen to be listening to this and welcome, welcome, welcome. I just want to give you a warm welcome to Pun Blast, the podcast. I am indeed your host, Sharice Cave, and it is a pleasure to have you with us for yet another week. I'm going to get started with some prayer. And just invite the Holy Spirit to come in and have his way. Heavenly Father, you are so good. You are faithful and you are true. You are giving and you are kind. And you are forgiving. So Father, as I come into your presence even now. To speak on the topic that you have given for this week. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to do so. Father, I thank you for the Individuals that will listen in, God, even those that you desire to reach, God, I thank you that this word will cause a form of transformation to take place within their hearts. God, I pray even now that if there be anything within me that would stop this word from going forth, Father, that you would grant your forgiveness and the blood of Jesus Christ, oh God, to purify, to sanctify, oh God, that this word would go forth God in your will with power and with authority so Holy Spirit I decrease that you may increase so Lord have your way and I give you thanks and praise in Jesus name amen and amen guys it is great to be here yet another week and I really just this season is so interesting yeah this season is very interesting It's the gold season we have been so far speaking about gold related topics and precious gems but even in that our focus has been gold but before I go any further you may be wondering for those who are new Who is this woman that is speaking to me about something that's gold? Well, my name, as I would have said at the beginning, is Cherise Cave. And just to let you know where I'm from, I'm healing from the lovely island of Barbados. I am the lead prophetess of the Healing Waters Ministries, a conglomerate of ministries that God has given to us to Bring about or to be the catalyst rather of healing in the lives of many women and whoever else God leads our way, yes. So, Pan Blast is just the brainchild of the Healing Waters Ministries, and under those ministries, we have different ministries that work together to the honor and the glory of God. So, this afternoon, today. Because I don't know what time you're listening, but today, <laughs> I am continuing on our, te- our theme of gold. And we have gone through, you know, are you worth your weight in gold? We've gone through all that glitters is not gold. And this week, I just, I want to focus in a little bit on community. Now, one of the things that God has really brought to my attention is the fact that we as believers need one another. We need one another. The word of God tells us that we are many members and one body. And even if we look at gold, after it's been refined, pure gold, when it is in the form of jewelry, we would always recognize that gold earrings are beautiful. They are so beautiful. And even if you're not a jewelry enthusiast, you must admit that, you know, they have a shine to them, a gloss, a glow. However, one thing stands out for me. When you see a pair of gold earrings, And you see it coupled with a chain. Maybe the individual has on a bracelet and they are all pure gold. There's a glimmer that comes about. That individual even looks different. Because there's an air of completion. It just simply gives it an air of completion. A look of completion. And that's because it's in a set. Different parts for different functions but together they create a goal set and yes they're beautiful enough each article is beautiful enough to stand on its own but together together there is like I said this air of completion when you see the set you know that they belong together and interestingly enough, even further than this, even further than the look of completion that they have, one thing that you would know is that they are more valuable than if I were to just wear a pair of pure gold earrings. If I go to the jeweler and I want to sell my jewelry and I give him one pair of earrings, it would not amount to the same amount of money it would be much less significantly lower in cost you know in in transaction it would be a less how am i saying this help me holy spirit it would cost him less to pay me than if i were to give him a pair of earrings a gold ring a gold bracelet and a gold chain the return on that investment those four parts of gold would be significantly greater than if I were just to give him earrings so this says that they are more valuable together and yes they are all precious and expensive in nature but One of the things, not only does the value increase, but it increases automatically. There's no work to go into them increasing in value or the set increasing in value because each carries its own value assigned to it. So when I put them together, the value automatically goes up. And this reminds me of... Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 to 12. Now y'all know I'm a Bible girl and even if I don't have a base scripture the Holy Spirit is going to give me something from the Bible to speak about. It's his word yeah. So Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 to 12 I'm reading from the New King James version and it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold card is not quickly broken. Amen. So we see here that the idea of companionship, the idea of community, the idea of having people together in the same space, in one accord, that their value is significantly greater than a man that stands alone. And I remember there was a period of time in my life where I literally, maybe not literally, that's not the correct word, but I legit thought that I was an island. I was convinced that I didn't need anybody I was good by myself. All of my problems, I could just work out by myself. In other words, I just bury my problems and pretend they don't exist because I didn't think I needed anyone to help. I didn't think I could benefit from anyone's help. I didn't see the value that was locked up in the idea of community. And many of us are like that, whether in the body of Christ or not, but even and especially in the body of Christ, we have a lot of believers that think that it's okay to do life alone. And when I say do life alone, I don't mean being single because nothing is wrong with being single. You know, God knows that you know there are not gonna be every there's not gonna be every individual that's one gonna get married. I mean, look at Apostle Paul. However, I'm speaking about community golly community and right here i'd like to introduce my theme for today which simply is gold loves company better together gold loves company company better together the word of god tells us that iron sharpens iron and that's in Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen. It also tells us that one will put 1,000 to flight and two 10,000. And that in itself is a paraphrase from Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 20. And all throughout the Bible, we see this, this um, reference to community, this reference to the importance of being associated with someone. And, you know, it's interesting because we think sometimes that we just need to be connected to someone, just anyone. But there's a reason that the title says, Gold Loves Company. Because who you associate with matters. That's the reality. Who you associate with matters. Now, in the body of Christ, we hear so often that we are many members and one body. And this is true. Many members, one body, one spirit that works all in all. And this is the truth. You see, what happens is that we, because we are many, God has assigned us to different roles, to varying roles. So it's literally like a body. There is the head, who is Christ, and then there are the shoulders, there are the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth. There are so many different parts of our body. So when we look at a physical body, we recognize that the tongue does not do what the toe does and the sole of my foot does not do what my kidneys do. But they are all important and they all carry value and importance to God. No, yes, our value, our intrinsic value is the same. When we look at it, we're all valuable to God. He's no respecter of persons. However, that does not mean that what we do is the same. We are all valuable to him. And he ascribes the same value to each soul. Each soul that has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And even if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he has ascribed value to you. But your value increases when you are his. That's just the reality of it. You know, so we know that each member has a role to play. Each member is valuable and this reminds me so much of Jerusalem's temple, the very first one that was built and it was built by King Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived. Now, one of the things that was so pivotal and that God jumped out in my spirit was that this temple carried 12 gems yes 12 gems and 12 different gems distinct from one another and it's interesting because right there and then we can see that God is showing us numerically that you know he is a God of order because 12 is God's number of perfect governance so this 12 it represents the tribes of Israel And throughout the word, we continue to see that God uses 12, his 12 disciples, you know. And when we look at it, each disciple or each tribe of Israel had their own characteristics. None of them were the same. Even when they had similarities, slight similarities, they were not the same. And similarly, these gems in the temple, they were all precious stones. But you know something? None of them tried to compete with one another. None of these gems that were laid in the temple tried to complete, compete Sorry, with one another. And that's simply because they knew their function. They knew their function. You see, in the body of Christ, we also are like a temple. Our complete edifice, when we come together in the coming together of of the body of Christ, we are a temple built up before the Lord. And as a result, we have to do our best to emulate this temple in Jerusalem. And why do I say that? I say that because they never compared to one another. I mean they're gems, right? They don't talk. But maybe outsiders tried to compare them. Less for argument's sake that argument's sake say that someone may have said, well the sapphire is much more beautiful than the topaz. But that would never change the fact. That both of them were chosen to be in the temple. But what happens is that in the body of Christ, we have a lot of topaz trying to be amethysts. And a lot of amethysts trying to be topaz. Because we assume that because their role is different, that it's more valuable. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. So we end up comparing ourselves to one another, to another brother, to another sister that we may assume have more value than we do, which is an identity issue in itself. However, one thing that we must realize is that the value we bring to the table is specific to us. The value you bring to the table is specific to you. What happens when we end up comparing ourselves is that we function we function incorrectly in our roles. So we try to do the role of Sister Susie and then Sister Susie not being satisfied in her role. Then she tries to be Brother John. I hope none of y'all ain't named Susie or John, but just getting the point across. <laughs> but at the end of the day, We have all been chosen to be a part of this temple, which in itself says that God has ascribed significant value to each and every one of us. And that's why the enemy would use this ugly spirit of comparison, the ugly spirit of jealousy and envy to try to separate us and cause us to function, to misfunction in our roles so we end up trying to do the role of the apostle when we're called to be an evangelist can i tell you that you can never be someone better than they can be them just as they can never be you as good as you can be you our god is so wise that he knows that variety of these different gems that this variety is necessary For the completion of the temple, but also for its beautification. Can you imagine if everything is just one color? Yes, it may be beautiful. Yes, it may be glorious. But when you have them in different colors, I mean, my God, hmm. It's beautiful because as we often say, the variety is the spice of life variety is the spite of life when we look at it it's beautiful why do you think that to this day a rainbow is a gorgeous thing like when you see a rainbow you stop and you stare for a while because all the different colors are fascinating yet each color holds its own role each color has its own function And just like the temple, we must, the gems in the temple, we must be able to understand and appreciate our role for what it is. And to genuinely understand and appreciate what we bring to the table. Because if we don't, who is going to play our part? Who is going to be the individual to... Play the role that we were predestined to do. Yes, God always has a man or a woman in place. But he wanted you. He chose you. Why would we expect or why would we open ourselves to be replaced? Let's not be Vashti. Let's not be Vashti in this case. But let us function in our roles, And this just goes back to the idea of me needing you and you needing me. I need you and you need me. Because without each other the temple is not complete. If there's a Sharice and there's no Jessica then we're still missing something and God is a God of completion and a God of order. However, I just wanna touch on the idea of, yes, us needing one another. We need each other to survive. But I want to give a little insight on who we need in our circles. Now I would have spoken a little bit about my journey where I would have expected that I could carry my burdens on my own or I could grow significantly on my own, thinking that I have enough, I have what it takes. The problem with that kind of thinking is that my skill set is limited to what God has given me to do. However, there are things in my life I can't do for myself that my sister or my brother may have the skill set for. God has given them that skill set for me to help me. And he's also given me my skill set to help them with what they don't have. You see, God knew in his wisdom that had we had everything in ourselves every part of him in ourselves that we wouldn't reach out to one another. But Jesus being our perfect example, you know what he did? He showed us exactly how he expects us to live. He modeled it so that the sovereign Lord of all, who does not really and truly need anybody to exist, came down in the form of his son And in the form of a man, in the form of flesh. And guess what he did? He had community. And everywhere he went, he had community. But there were times that he took only a select few from that community. And it wasn't that he didn't love the others because he did. I mean, he's God. He loves everybody, right? But he he took, he selected three that would often go with him when he was doing specific miracles, when he was experiencing specific torments or specific trials, when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, when he went to the Mount of Transfiguration. He didn't choose the full 12. And those that followed him outside of that 12, he definitely didn't choose any of them. He chose the select three. And seeing as we're going on the image of the temple, I want to bring to your attention the innermost sanctum of the temple It's called the Holy of Holies. The innermost chamber the most sacred area of the temple and it was the most sacred area because if you're not familiar that's where the ark of the covenant of the lord was kept which signified or symbolized the presence of the living god it was strategically created to show that Going into God's presence is not something to be taken lightly. Because at that time, not everybody could go. This is before Jesus came and died on the cross. Only those who were called to the priesthood and who were living a holy life could go into the holy of holies and not die. Because God is a holy God and he can't entertain sin. That's why Jesus came and died for us. So when we look at the Holy of Holies and we understand that not everyone was allowed to enter because of the sacredness of God's presence, I want to help you understand, help us understand today that we are built in a very similar way. We serve a triune God and As a result of that, he's caused us to be triune as well. Mind, body, spirit. But that's a conversation for another time. You see, what happens is that, and I'm going back to that same analogy, there was the outer court for the temple. There was the inner court. And then there was the holy of holies. Now, when we look at ourselves as individuals, as spirits inside of a body, we also have our outer courts. And those would be everyone that we are associated with. Those are those individuals that are not close to you. They may be acquaintances or friends that may not necessarily be the ones that you want to have around Um on a daily basis, those ones that are not close to your heart for whatever reason, you may love them. That's the thing. You may love them, but you know where they belong. You see, there are some people that belong on the outer courts. What happens sometimes is that we tend to take people that belong on the outer courts and bring them into the inner sanctum. And then when we find issues happening in our relationship with them or we we find ourselves in precarious positions we wonder why and it's simply because we've misplaced our associations so then we have the inner court and to me these are the disciples the 12 that Jesus chose to walk with him so it's not that he didn't love them. He loved them because they got to the inner court. They walked with him. He taught them. He he allowed them to see exactly what he was doing most times. They were privy to him, to the experience. They were privy to the God-man. The God inside of a man. They were privy to him. They experienced him. They ate with him. They were his friends, his brethren, his loved ones. But then we see the inner most sanctum, the holy of holies, that most sacred portion of Jesus' life. And we see that it was Peter, James, and John. Those were the most trusted of his disciples. Those were the ones that he took with him. He trained them. And not that he didn't train the others because he did. But they were privy to things that others were not. Because there was a value attached to them. That Jesus recognized. Now, because these would have been his most vulnerable times or at times the the times that he wanted those that could be trusted or, or those that had the faith to not hinder the miracles that he was doing. He chose Peter, James, and John. And similarly, we also will have our Peter, James, and John. The what I would recommend to any and everyone before people even enter your life and they become comfortable, ask God to show you who is for you, who belongs on the outer court, those that belongs in the inner court, those that belong sorry in the inner court, and those who belong in the inner sanctum, the most sacred and vulnerable part of you the parts of you that no one else sees that when you're weak you can call out to them and know that they're not going to broadcast your business can we be honest but it's more than just that what are they going to speak into your ear we see job at one point in time when he was sick I believe it began in chapter 2, either chapter 2 or 3, where his friends came. They came to comfort him. However, they didn't speak very nice things to him. The first thing was, you must do something around, boss. That's Bajan vernacular for you have sinned. They didn't know why Job was suffering what he was suffering, but the first thing that came out of their mouth was, you have sinned. If we look at Job's wife, she was also a part of. Well, she more than anyone was a part of his inner sanctum. But what did she encourage him to do? She encouraged him to curse God and die. Now, had she had he listened to her, we would not be reading the same narrative that we read today about. Victory and overcoming adversity the way that he did, the way that God allowed him to. And so we must take the same image, the same, yeah, the same image that was presented in the temple. And one thing that intrigued me about this temple in the Holy of Holies is that everything was covered in gold. Gold is the color that represents the glory of God. Everything from the door panels to the flowers, they were covered in gold. Which says to me that those that are inside of the most sacred parts of you, in the most sacred parts of me, they must be of gold quality. They cannot be gold-plated. Because if they're gold-plated, the essence of who they are is not gold. And if they're not gold, that means that there's an impurity. And I'm not telling you to look for perfect people. I'm telling you to let God choose who's perfect for you. Your associations, your friendships, your confidants, the people that have your ear. The people that he can speak to when you are wrong and tell them to give you the rebuke that you need. The people that will encourage you and pray for you when you feel like though you can't pray for yourself. You feel as though you can't pray for yourself. Gold. People that are gold in quality. People who have been tried and tested. Not tested by you or by me because we will fail in our testings. But tested by God. And if I were to go into why this is so important, we will be here all day. But one thing I will tell you is that In order to grow, you must be connected to someone that has life. And not just any life, but the life of Jesus Christ running through their veins. Because there are going to be times that you're running low and you don't always know how to be filled. And those individuals will help pour into you. It's a continuous thing where you pour into them and they pour into you. It becomes mutual. In this season, God is not setting up relationships where it is one-sided. He's setting us up, yes, at times to pour into people. But best believe that He will not leave you. He will not leave you in a position where you cannot be poured into. He will not lead you to someone that will just take from you. That's somebody that's gold plated. That's not someone that's pure gold. So as we are striving or rather as we are resting and allowing the Holy Spirit to make us into the image of gold that He wants us to be we also must Ask Him to, as He makes us over into pure gold, ask Him to fill our lives with those people. You don't need a lot. You just need who God wants for you in your circle. Ask Him to choose your associations because a gold-plated person will turn. They will turn. And the color will not remain constant because it's not the essence of who they are. We need some people that are essence, that their essence, their very essence, their very core is gold. So I pray that this encourages you today. It has encouraged me in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I pray that this causes introspection and that it shows it shows up the people that are in your life. We will discuss further at a later date about the importance of association. And why God requires us to be connected to somebody that is gold. But this is so much that it can't fit into all one session. So we'll break it down as the Holy Spirit leads. So thank you so much for listening in. I'm just going to pray over you guys. I'm going to declare a blessing rather and we can disperse. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that this word has been multiplied to you that at the end of this week that when you reflect that you will remember the things that will take you forward the specific portions that were specific to you to your season that the holy spirit will bring them to remembrance i decree and declare that you shall indeed choose the associations that god has for you not who you want but who god wants for you the destiny helpers are coming forth in the name of jesus The spiritual assassins that will fight for you in the realm of the spirit are coming forth in the mighty name of Jesus. And even now, God, I ask that the spirit of God would cover each individual under your blood, their homes, their families. Seal them even now with your blood. And I thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Have a wonderful day, guys, and God bless you.